test three, one, oh, one. Alright, what's up everybody and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts, my name is Fred Rojas, and joining me from the uh, bowels of the gaming dungeon is none other than Mr. Jem Elias. How you doing, sir? I thought I used the term bowels, yeah. Yes, you are in the bowels. <laughs> I'm doing very good, Fred. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a good week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're coming off the cusp of E3. I feel refreshed. I've done a lot of content. Uh, for a little period of time yes um i'm sure a couple today yeah 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 (laughs) i'm sure people are a little upset we didn't record all the episodes that was a big learning process for me we'll fix it next year so anyway um so uh but uh what's up guys this is a retro video games podcast gaming history 101 we are back to talk retro we we bounce back into retro Mm -hmm. um so uh, we will be uh, getting going on that. Today's episode is all about the uh, legacy. I, I, I like the term legacy for some reason. Mm-hmm. The legacy of multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So this was a great idea that Mr. Jamalias came up with. And I'd love to talk about. And uh, you might be very surprised when we go back through the annals of history. How multiplayer has been so interwoven into gaming and really kind of uh i think touched all of us in a certain way not not in that inappropriate you know you know the 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 uncle the molester uncle you're always supposed to stay away from i think that's chris rock it's not it's not the molester uncle touched by and adult rating already yeah ao rating (laughs) (laughs) you know i try i try um but uh anyway um but uh all right. Well, I do have a wonderful announcement. One of our listeners, Matt F., um, this is the one non-retro thing to talk about, uh, was kind enough. He got his hands on a second copy, uh, Steam copy, of uh, uh, Batman uh, Arkham Knight, which is the big release. And we will not be talking about it on this show, nor any other Gaming History 101 things. However, I will mention it in this way. If you are a PC gamer and you are interested in a copy of Arkham Knight on Steam... Um, that is going to be available to only Gaming History 101 listeners. So the way you can enter this contest, and we will give that away... um, Let's do it for a week. I think we should give it a good week. Uh, We will give that away next week, but everyone has to enter by, let's say, Monday at midnight Eastern Standard Time. Uh, How do you enter, you say? Well, it's very easy. All you need to do is uh, you need to tell us, either by going to contact at gaminghistory101.com going to the website and clicking on the contact link or using the lovely comment system on a specific episode we did called dc bullet b-u-l-l-e-t dc bullet it was a um it was a dc episode we did um and uh it kind of chronicled a lot of dc games and i want to know your favorite memory from playing a dc based game and it could be as old or new as you want it to be. I'll even allow DC Universe Online comments. Um, but tell me your favorite game, your favorite memory, and why, provided that it's a DC game. Does not have to be a Batman game. Will not help you. I should also point out that the patrons will be automatically enrolled in this contest as well. 
but again, this is a Steam PC copy. Now, if you do not want this copy, you are free to give that off to whomever you wish. But that's how you can enter and win that. So let us know about your favorite DC memories. We'll have some stuff uh, to share about. But uh, anyway... All right, moving on. <clears throat> so we are going to be talking about multiplayer today. Um, you'll probably notice that those lovely uh, newscasts that Jam and I started off the uh, hitting out of the gate like we always do uh, have, have kind of dwindled off. So Jam, I, I don't know about you, but I think we should break that down into actually once a month. Okay. Um, if that's yeah, okay sure. with you. So we're going to break those down to once a month and those will still be going live, but it was kind of hard to break it down into once a week. And uh, a lot of you are honestly checking the site. So anyway, um, but uh, lots of cool stuff, lots of things to check out. Um, and Jam, I figured uh, we should, uh, I should mention this one at one time to joke about it. But uh, uh, I wrote a tweet because I grabbed the Rare Replay Collection, one of the games <laughs> that mentioned at E3, oh, yeah. from the Microsoft Store. And if you're in America, if you pre-order at the Microsoft Store, they don't. It's free shipping. They don't charge you the thirty bucks until it ships, so you're not paying for it up front and losing that money. And you get a ten dollar Xbox credit to your account because you have to sign in with your Xbox account in order to place the order. Um, so it's a pretty good deal. But I wrote that, and then right afterwards, I wrote, "Hey." Um, uh, I said, I wrote, hey, uh, you know, I can't wait to get this collection so that I can make a video and shit all over Battletoads. That fucking <laughs> game was terrible. And uh, the Microsoft store wrote me back with, we're really glad you bought the game. Hope you enjoy your order. And then they like <laughs> private messaged me back with, are you serious about this with Battletoads? <laughs> I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's a personal <laughs> vendetta. It's <laughs> PR rep just retweet the first one. That's why I made it two tweets. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, okay, everybody's asking about the DC stuff. Uh, it's got to be a DC property. So yes, Vertigo counts. Wolf Among Us counts. These all count. It does not have to be from within DC Universe Online. It just means that some people, uh, you know, grew up playing DCUO. It's old enough. But uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, enter that contest and we'll give it away uh, this coming up. And, and tell everyone about it, you know? Have everyone listen to DC Bullet and comment in. I'd love a ton of new listeners to come in and give us a try and see what they think. So I don't know if DC Bullet's the best episode to start off with, but fuck it. It's Batman themed. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but we're starting a little late today. So um, let's, uh, let's, let's just kick it off with uh, talking about uh, the roots of multiplayer. Yes. Um, so, Mr. Jam, uh, you brought this up, and uh, uh, I, you know, I don't know how much research you did. This is going to be a little more anecdotal, I think. You know, some of yeah, our favorite. Yeah, I think most of it's just personal experiences for me. Um, and I, I think that's the strength of this show. Like, yeah. especially we do episodes like this. I think people should know by now that's kind of our rotation right we go game club we go history based we get real serious for a while and then we have a little bit of fun talking about personal memories so um but jam have you thought about this fact and maybe you have i'm just placating you um the first video games were all multiplayer games oh yeah that was yeah. Yeah, whether you are talking about, uh, oh man, I'm gonna kill myself because I didn't. <laughs> it's my own history lesson, but uh, but uh, what is it? Uh, space war, space war on the PDP one at MIT. It's two guys in a black hole. 
shooting at each other, right? That just sounds wrong. (laughs) Two guys in a black hole just shooting at each other. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Anyway, um, but, uh, I mean, that's kind of the progenitor of it, right? Uh, Pong, the first arcade game, is two people fighting each other, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, the video game has always started life as the... uh, the board game brought to electronic form. And I think you've got no better example than the fact that multiplayer exists as the very foundation, the very roots of video gaming as we know it. So, um, I don't know. What do you think, Mr. Mr. Jim Elias? Uh, well, the arcade games is obviously where, you know, a lot of the, you know, video game stuff began really with in terms of certainly with multiplayer because it was the I think the and the design idea was that people crowded around the arcade machines. An interesting point I wanted to bring back is that even if the game itself wasn't, because um, obviously we're going way way back here. The early games you may have not been playing together on the same screen, but there was, was kind of the instruction of the alternating pattern as well. You know, like you would have it would go player one ready, a bit like Donkey Kong, you know. Ready yeah. Player One with that uh, from that. Oh game, that man, <laughs> that great book that's going to become that great movie, huh? No, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <See>? But uh, <laughs> oh, dear, I'm going to get in trouble for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you are absolutely correct. Ready Player One is a significant phrase, in my opinion, as uh, game over or our princess is in another castle. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it, it is absolutely accurate, and I think that that originates from Joust, isn't it? Isn't Ready Player One from Joust? Now I'm wondering. Ooh, I don't know. Was, was Joust before Donkey Kong, though? No. Oh, does it say Ready Player One in Donkey Kong? I'm pretty sure you can do a two-player option in that. Oh, well, yeah, but I mean the actual phrase, Ready Player One. But also, oh. Joust is you can do um, simultaneous multiplayer there, so you can have two players going at the same time. That's true, so it probably didn't say Ready Player But before, it, well, I'm pretty sure, like, Defender. I could be wrong here, but Defender might be preceded Defender. Ja- and that has Ready Player One on it. That's okay, then that's what it is. Then it's Defender. No, you're right. You're right. And uh, and it makes me crack up because if you look up Ready Player One, all you get is quotes from Ernest Klein's book. But yep. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but uh, well, uh, since it's it was your topic, sir, was the arcades your first experience with multiplayer? Or no, <laughs> it wasn't. No. So, of course, where would my multiplayer roots begin? Of course, it would be on the microcomputers. I was about to ask this. So, does does so multiplayer does exist on microcomputers? It does. Absolutely. You guys are allowed to have more than one controller. <laughs> this sounds quite. so <laughs> terrible, but we're just fools here in America to this this form of history that exists outside of our our realm of understanding. <laughs> So my, the, I think I believe the very first multiplayer game I actually played was, and you'll love this one, Fred, because we featured it on our uh, Great Scores Volume Two, was the Amstrad version of Golden Axe, which has yeah. a soundtrack for a microcomputer game. It really <laughs> so, does. Um, so the way you could play multiplayer with this game was you could connect two controls, but we didn't have two controls. Um, remember, I think I said this in the last podcast as well that you could pre-map the buttons to wherever you wanted. Um, on the keyboard so you could you had two options you could use one player could use the controller and one could use the keyboard or if you had no controllers Fred you could actually map the keyboard to play with two people which is actually oh, quite that impressive. sounds fantastic and we, we did it me and my brother as well we not with just yeah. golden axe but with other games um the um because for reasons unknown we just prefer the keyboard for them I mean golden axe um 
the he always preferred the control of that so i was always on the damn keyboard and i had to map the buttons as best <laughs> i could it was really annoying is this is a, just a personal thing but the the computer was actually located in my parents bedroom and so we were cramped in this little tiny corner so it wasn't like it is like the luxury we have now where you're like on a sofa or something playing games we had to share this tiny chair so it was always really awkward so he's like there with the controller and, I, and i'm there sort of struggling on the keyboard like hunched in a corner um, but it was yeah. This is what you put up with back in the day. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah. Games. Um, I mean, we don't know that because we always had controllers. I'm not gonna lie. Like even on mm. PC, uh, I'm yeah. not sure. But anyway, you were saying. Well, yeah. But basically, that that was sort of my my earliest experiences with multiplayer was um, <laughs> kind of like programming your own controls into various games. Um, that was our probably most infamous game that we played all the time. And it was actually one of the few games that we had that wasn't copied, I believe, as well. So, <laughs> but everyone, everyone, everyone knows about the whole copy. Even Cy1 will chime in, even with the tapes. But we actually used floppy disks as the Amstrads. We had a later model. Um, but the a lot of the games were kind of... You remember, do you remember Bad Dudes? Um, with the bad dudes versus dragon ninja yeah, perhaps dragon ninja. where you save ronald reagan and go get cheeseburgers afterwards fuck yeah <laughs> there was a uh, awesome version of that on the amstrad as well which it even featured the i'm bad slogan i think they, that must have taken oh, up the I'm whole bad. entire game yeah <laughs> and that that had ready player one on it and we used to alternate between that and that was pretty cool as well because again you could um you could alternate the controls if you wanted to so you could change them up depending on what your preference was um so we, we played the hell out of that, but that wasn't simultaneous. That was, you know, switch. I guess the to quote John from VGO, um, we played switchies back in the day. But... <laughs> it's fantastic. I do um, like that quote, but <laughs> but um, uh... but that 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 was certainly my. But how about yourself, Fred? What was your earliest experience multiplayer? Um. Well, there was bullshit, which was pass the controller. I don't know why Nintendo (laughs) insisted on pass the controller. Um, But uh, I think mine was definitely the arcade. And actually, in the chat, uh, a couple of the boys and girls are talking about... uh, They said, was Super Sprint or Gauntlet the first uh, multiplayer game? Gauntlet did win in 1985. And I think Gauntlet stands still (laughs) as my first multiplayer game I played in the arcades. Yeah. I was in 1987. I was I was about five years old, and I played Gauntlet. And uh, it was a real simple concept. You just shot things, uh, hearing stuff like, and I think they're jo- joking about it, like wizard needs food, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> Player one needs food. Uh, and when you were out of money, you just uh, threw in uh, a quarter, and and you continued. And and that was the cool thing, right? That was the genius of Gauntlet. Was it was four people all standing around. Mm. And you couldn't let your bros down, right? So if one of you died, you had to chime back in and keep going, you know. Um, whereas Super Sprint, it was fighting somebody. So if if they were faster than you on that on that rally, you could just be like, "Fuck that, I'm out. <laughs> I don't want to do it." Uh, but Gauntlet, you guys were in it together. Like the wizard needs food, man. Are you gonna just sit there and let that happen? No, gotta get in there, help him out. As Billy O.K. says, it was Thor, Gandalf, Robin Hood, and a prostitute. The best for. <laughs> Sarkeesian's gonna hate this, but uh, anyway, the best four, uh, best four characters you could ever want. Um, and to be fair, three of them came back and did a little game called Golden X that we had previously talked about. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, Pixelbot's getting racy tonight. Oh, Cy One said it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Christ no, it's, the night. <laughs> it's gonna be that kind of night. Um, but it, like, there was this feeling of camaraderie, even if it was with complete strangers. Now, clearly, that's very different from you. Like, I'm guessing, like you had said, this is you and your brother trying to play games together. Now, would you say a predominance of your games were multiplayer focused, or were a predominance of your games uh, single player focused, or did it not really matter? Uh, when I was younger, in terms of the earliest game memories, it didn't really matter because whether you're playing solo or together, most of the game time would have been together, really, as opposed to playing by myself. Um, well, I meant were your games two-player. Like, there was always past the controller. Like, RoboCop can be a two-player game if you just... Oh, we had RoboCop as well. Yeah, well, of course. It was fucking fantastic. <laughs> How could you great. not? Uh, but, uh, but, you know, like, that's not per se a two-player game. And speaking of which, we, while we're on the subject, we had Batman as well. <laughs> and there's the good, the good 2D version <laughs> from Ocean Voss, Software. It turns out, Voss, it turns out, in fact, no, not all women are prostitutes. However, <laughs> actually, no, that doesn't work either. Not all prostitutes are women. There is no correlation between women and prostitutes. Anyway, we've solved that. That mystery has been solved right here on our show. Um, but uh, anyway... <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. The arcades really were a time for me. Maybe it's because I was, you know, and, and, and Jam, you're not too far from here, but maybe it's because I was around a lot in the late 80s. But uh, if you don't mind, let me let me tell you a couple of these crazy arcade games. You tell me if you've played any of them. Oh, yeah. So have you ever heard of a game called, I've probably talked about it once or twice, a game called Narc? Yeah, N-A-R-C. Oh we had that. We had that in the Amstrad. Yeah, <laughs> the is, shooter is, drug bust game by 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 uh, Williams. What a fucking crazy game that is. Uh, so you would shoot guys. There would be bums, and it looked like they were flashing you, but they actually just had drugs on them, and you could touch them. That makes it sound weird. You could like <laughs> have your player like touch that i there's no good way to say this anyway you just walk up to them instead of shooting them and you would bust them you would like they literally fly off screen and you you'd get their cocaine and then um and then you you could shoot them too this is a terrible game and uh and then there was uh there was the rocket do you remember this you could shoot the oh, rocket yeah. and jibs everywhere and oh it's, it's crazy but narc was narc was a fantastic game where your parents watched it and they were like um Okay, oh, and I can totally speak to that because my parents actually, actually, you know what? My parents watched it and they didn't understand it because the graphics on the Amstrad were so terrible. They didn't know what was going on. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like, so, yeah, Narc is something else. I think it's only my. I think it's my dad though. Is the only one that picked up that it was actually a lot darker. But he was just like, whatever. <laughs> it's just like he goes, they won't get it. They won't get these references. Well, it got a Saturday morning cartoon in America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We did a way long ago, we did Enter the Video Zone, which was an early podcast. It's so early, in fact, it's probably not on the feed anymore. You literally have to go through the podcast link on the website and scroll to the end. Uh, you can change the sorting order, though, to reverse order. But, uh, um, yeah, it, it, it was on the, the whatever, that, that game show uh, that had, like, a culmination of different characters, and one of them was the Narc Cops. And I was like, who thought this would be a good Saturday morning, like, wholesome TV show, the Narc Cops? It was terrible, but... Just sounds wrong anyway, Narc Cops. Narc, yeah, they're narcotics cops, but, like, Narcs are universally known as the guy who tattles on you, right? So, he's the Narc. But, uh, anyway... <laughs> um... So, uh, 
but yeah, I do remember that. And then, of course, I, I don't know about you, but I think the, the root of the hardcore uh, co-op games really starts with the four-player arcade machines. Oh, yeah. And while Super Off-Road and certain copies of Super Sprint, but mostly Super Off-Road, do you remember that game, which had the Nitro Boost? It was the off-road thing, and it was the big three-wheel control pads. And to mm-hmm. a certain extent, light guns started to go two-player. But I think the big one comes with your four-player cab. And what else? But uh, the the aforementioned, I want to give him credit. Hold on. Hecked. Best multiplayer game ever. TMNT 1989. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Was that your first like four-player experience other than... I don't know if you played Gauntlet or... No, funny enough, um, it wasn't my first um four player cooperative experience in the arcades my first one and this is going to really annoy me now because you put me on the spot here but i'll find it <laughs> it was this sega game that was 2d but you could play a four players it's like a sci-fi side-scrolling shooter oh, um, oh yes <laughs> see i'm putting um, you on the spot um, as well it was an arcade uh, game right it's an arcade game i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm just gonna try and do a search for it arcade games I, see. Is it the Warriors or whatever? Or? No, it's uh, it's going to come to me when I find it. It's um, it, it had like the most hilarious characters you've ever seen as well. One night I had like the Pornay mustache. She had like the generic girl. They kind of looked like Flash, kind of kind of Flash Gordon style. Um, <laughs> and it was a really, it, it's 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 never been done since. It's just, it's, it's like a standalone. Um, yeah, I wonder if I wonder if um, so anyone in the chat will. It's not Arabian that. fight, is it? No. No, no. Okay. If I heard the name of it, I'll, I, I'm just. It was a beat 'em up, right? No, it wasn't. It was like a. It was like a like, side scrolling sh- like shooter, basically. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, I'm drawing a blank. Hold on. I'm not, I'm not having much luck here at the moment. So. Biohazard Any... battle. Sorry. Biohazard battle. No, it's not that. <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> oh, um... that's it. Someone's got it. Qu- quartets. That's it. Wait, that what? That sounds right. If I search that, I think that's going to be Quatlet? the Quatlet? Wait, Quatet? Quatet, What? Yeah. That, that's got to oh. be fake. Hold on. No, I think it's right. <laughs> yeah, that looks about right to me. I'm just looking at the... Um... Oh, Quartet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Quartet. Yeah, quartet, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, wow, that is... Wow. Oh, my God. Is there a Master System version? I've got to find that. Oh, <laughs> I think there is, sir. <laughs> There, uh, wait, 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 wait. And there's an Amstrad version. <laughs> oh man, there's a hard. Of, of course, there's a fucking hardcore gaming 101 article. They have Absolutely. done everything. Wow, this game looks fantastic. See. And before people get on me, yeah, I know Xenophobe was three player as well, uh, but uh, it wasn't co-op. There's an arcade, a Commodore 64, an Amstrad, a Master System, and of course, there's a ZX Spectrum <laughs> of version. Course, yeah. That's uh, probably but, the version uh, that Side One plays, but <laughs> <laughs> but okay, yeah, Biohazard Battles are schmuck, but anyway, um, well, and we will talk about those other ones, but so so tell me about Quartet since it was '86. Uh, mm. I mean, so I'm actually looking up on eBay right now as well. I might buy this. <laughs> this is the most <laughs> colorful fucking 1986 <laughs> co-op shooter ever. Um, anyway, um, so Quartet is basically like it is what it what you what, from what you're probably looking at screenshots in the moment where it's 2D, it's a shooter, but it's it, it's it's just really really 
it's, bright. It's, it's, sorry? Bright. Oh, yeah, good, very colorful, absolutely. But it's, it's just a basic shooter. But you, it's basically you've got to collect the key and then take it to the door each level. Um, but it's one of those kind of um, shooters where if your character gets hit, you lose the key and someone else, you either have to go reclaim it or someone can pick it up for you and take it to the door instead. Um, it has this hilarious kind of game over sort of scene if your character dies, Fred, where they'll get, um, angels will literally come down from the top of the screen and pick your character up and carry them off. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, it's almost like you He's failed. ours now. Yeah, that is uh, exactly. That's but... why it kind of feels almost like Flash Gordon-y in a way, but it's it's a fun, you're, you're, it is, you don't add anything playing this with other people. You could eat, You could probably have just as much fun playing this alone as you would with others. But it's just the fact that I don't know. It's it, it's because it's that. I think that's the thing with arcades. Is it? It's the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere that you could play with other people. Absolutely. You know, and 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 that's what this was kind of a very much a dropping and out. Because when we played it, we played it in the Isle of Wight, um, in the arcades there. Um, and um, people, we did actually have like people would just come and join our game. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if they, when, once their credits are expired, they just leave. And that's what people tend to do. So you would sometimes get this situation where um, people would sort of join midway through a campaign. Yeah, the rotation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and, and that, that's rarely happened to me since then in, in, with any other game apart from this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, and, and some people are talking about... Um, uh, well, yeah, let's, before we go to the four players, let's go back for a sec because I think I got ahead of myself. So one of my favorite games, but mm-hmm. I would argue I played it more co-op or more alone than co-op, but it was definitely co-op is final fight. Of course, any, anybody oh. who knows me knows I love final fight, mm. but before final fight, there was double dragon. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about co-op, Double Dragon is significant and necessary to talk about for one simple reason. Now, Jam, have we? I don't know if we've talked much about. Uh, uh, um, uh, I don't know if we've talked much about um, Double Dragon on the show. Have we talked about it per se? Do you know we've that I'm like this? Referenced it slightly okay. with um, with some of the in previous shows, but we haven't talked about it in a ton of detail. Yeah, I'm a nutball about it. I really like Double Dragon, and I, I accept it. See, in Europe, you guys probably aren't too keen on it because you got the arcade port, which the arcade game's fine, but it's really short. It's actually a better game than the NES game, but the NES game is cheap balls. Like, if you've not seen me run through this game, uh, <laughs> I've got a video of me running through this game. It took me, like, 45 minutes because I died on the last boss, <laughs> and I had to repeat <laughs> the whole game. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, the thing about Double Dragon, right, was it was the ultimate fuck you to co-op players because Billy and Jimmy Lee or Bimmy and Jimmy, depending on which version you're playing, uh, would get to the end and they would get to Marion, the, uh, the, fin- the girlfriend of, of Billy Lee. And in the arcades, you fought each other and whoever beat up the other guy won. You got to the end, and once you killed Machine Gun Jack, they would only allow one winner, so one of you had to beat up the other one. Mm. That was a fantastic experience. That was something nobody expected, right? And oh, it, yeah. Especially your dick friends. Whoever was the biggest dick in the room, this was typically me, would figure it out first, right? And they, they, it was fuck your neighbor in the easiest way known to man. And I thought that was amazing, like at the time. Mm. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, uh, that that was a huge one for me was Double Dragon and having to beat up your your brother. Now they integrated that in a weird 
single player mode in the NES where your your brother's actually the last boss. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that's interesting is uh, you know in the in the terms of of fighting each other, uh, Jam the NES version of Double Dragon actually has like a primitive version of what would later become Street Fighter. Um, it's two guys fighting each other with health bars on either side of the screen. And you get to pick any character in the game, and they fight against each other. Different graphics and everything. Isn't that hmm. crazy? Have you ever seen this? <laughs> it's a weird mode. But, I don't think uh, I have, no. Yeah, so... Um, and uh, you can't do two-player co-op on the NES. Oh, Psy1, I beg to differ. Uh, Mighty Final Fight says hello, as does River City Ransom. River City Ransom definitely got the... Uh... That was the first... Uh, or was it called City Fight or City Gang in this? <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, Downtown Niketsu... Uh, wait. Something Niketsu... Down, wait, no. It's Downtown Niketsu, like Ultimate Street Battle or something in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome in Japan. It's got the ultimate name. Um, oh, you know what? And actually, uh, Jam, we should talk about this right away if you don't mind me jumping into it. Yeah, I got way ahead of myself. Is uh, Bubble Bobble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's no Rainbow Islands, but well, it's a better two-player it's game. A yeah, but, oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah, and Bubble Bobble is a, a great example of co-op on the NES. Um, Pretty much on any system, this is on this great, great co-op game. That, did that game really hold up everywhere? I, I, I really, really want the Master System version. I've been trying to, I've been, but it's so expensive over here. I've been trying to find a reasonably priced copy for a uh, while. For the Master System? Yeah. <laughs> to just buy an NES. Like, it's easier. Uh, probably, actually, probably I think Bubble Bobble's on your virtual console at this point. I've got, I've got it on the virtual console. Oh, okay. Then you don't need it elsewhere. It's, it, trust it's, me. But it's the Master System, friend. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. So I don't have those rose-covered glasses. If you'll excuse me... I'm going to go buy more bullshit Sega CD games I don't need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just did a fucking video of Wirehead. I will have you know that at some point I will render and put live on the site. Uh, but anyway, um, back to co-op. Uh, <laughs> no, and there are a lot of uh, of really great games that, that people remember playing uh, together. Um, but, uh, and, and, and again, Final Fight was a start. I think you could punch each other in Final Fight in certain versions. Like it was a it was a a dip switch on the arcade, um, but ultimately it was intended to be a cooperative game. Turtles definitely, and that spawns the whole Konami series where you get Simpsons and X Men, and and you enter you know property here. I don't know if it was Konami, but there was the Avengers game. There was oh yeah yeah a lot of stuff like that. Um, but uh, but you know, people are talking about it. Uh, I think another interesting point, hecked, there we go, um, is uh, is the day that multiplayer turned into against each other. Uh, yeah. So, um, and that would one of the first versions of that would be Karate Champ in 1984. Have you ever played Karate Champ? Is this one where, yeah, I think I have. The, 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 the Data East game. Um, oh, yeah. Data East would later copy uh, uh, Street Fighter 2, which we'll get to in a minute, um, with World Heroes, get sued, and the judge will allow them to use Karate Champ as the argument that they created the Street Fighter genre. 
the fighting game genre and therefore they can't be sued for it and so that was that was pretty great but karate champ was weird it was dual joysticks and the left joystick was movement and the right joystick was the attack and it was very karate like in karate you are it's a defensive game like karate is a defensive martial art so you are predominantly defending but when you see you're in you you take an offensive move and gain a point if you can if you can get in a hit and so this game was very technical it did just that so um but uh but yeah um Oh, and yeah, they're talking about the, there were two player, six player and four player, sorry, two player and four player cabs of Ninja Turtles, Simpsons and, uh, and X-Men, which allowed you to pick your character. There were four player cabs, which forced you into certain characters, except for X-Men, which allowed you to pick your characters. And then there was, of course, the six player cab that had the dual screens. It was two vertical cabinets turned sideways with massive mirrors. It was a fucking huge cab. It's crazy. And that one, you know, everybody wanted Nightcrawler and Wolverine and then everything else. I was, I was Dazzler myself. Jam, were you ever Dazzler? Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah. Know, that, that's considered the lamest character, apparently. <laughs> oh, really? Cyclops. Cyclops is always the lamest character. Ah. Uh-uh. Yeah, he's, the, he's a likable comic book character, but he was the most lame character to play. Um, Everyone wanted to be Wolverine. That was the... I didn't. I always wanted to be Nightcrawler. Really? Nightcrawler was the best. He jumped on the robots. Literally jumped up and down on top of them. It was great. On the Sentinels. Um, who was your favorite turtle? Oh, um, mine was generally uh, Raphael. I was kind of generic. But. Oh, actually, nothing wrong with Raphael. He's cool but rude. Um, but uh, but he had the shortest draw, like for his weapon. Everybody knows that the one who really I wanted to be Michelangelo, yeah. but you're supposed to be Donatello. Um, in video games Donatello was the one you were supposed to be <laughs> yes and then uh, just for for posterity who was your Simpsons <laughs> who was my Simpsons why in the Simpsons arcade yeah were you Bart uh, did you always no, want to be no, Bart I was, I was oh. usually I was, I was even Marge or Homer for some reason I don't know why huh. <laughs> did you have a preference between those two um, well I don't know I always found it kind of hilarious that Marge is a vacuum cleaner thank you I am yeah. right there with you Marge all the way with the vacuum cleaner mm. if you guys ever want to play co-op with us Marge um, so I'll put that on the PS3 if people want to join us I do too we should set up game nights at some point De- so definitely. stay tuned we will get going but uh, um, but anyway oh man anyway uh, but uh, but then then there came the time where people fought against each other Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the first, the first, uh, again, there was, oh, actually, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place after karate champ. Um, the next dual stick arcade that I thought of was smash TV, which I really loved. Did you oh, play smash that. TV much in the, yeah. in the arcades? Oh, definitely. Well, we, I, I'm trying to think what my first experience with smash TV was. I think that might be mega drive. Makes um, sense. Possibly. But I did play on the arcades as well. Cause I remember being kind of blown away by how bad, much better the graphics were. <laughs> how the <laughs> hell do you play smash TV on mega drive with three buttons and a joystick it, or in a, in a directional it's path? Weird. It's um, basically, yeah, it's, it's not as easy as it, as you think. Basically, I think um, one of the buttons on the mega drive is to shoot whatever, whatever direction your character's facing. And one of the buttons is to shoot behind you. So you're moving. Huh. You've got to kind of like move and hold the button down at the same time. 
Oh, that's that so sense. weird. It, yeah, it's very awkward. I it's get not, it. It's not as good as to having two sticks. <laughs> yeah, or well, I mean, the Super Nintendo was programmed with face buttons that kind of correlated. Mm. And I think it got easier with six buttons, but I don't know. I don't know if they programmed forward for that stuff. Mm. But anyway, um, but yeah, so there was there was the fighting games, the fighting genre that hit in the mid '90s. Um, Jam, did you play a lot of fighting games? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> we did. Now, did you Definitely did you start arcade. having your arcade gangs? Uh, Trees comes on and talks a lot about how there was a group of people that uh, you know, like one guy who was called the professor because he knew all the moves. He always had the print-ups from the news groups online that had the newest fatalities and the moves and everything like that. So they mm. called him the professor. Did you ever and- see that film Monster House? Monster it's like the house. Steven Spielberg film with the, you know, the is it called Monster House where the, the house is, it's an animated feature where the house is kind of haunted. And yes, kind of, yes I have. There's, there's that geek in there that is like, he's like an arcade geek. I don't know yes. what they call him in that, but that reminds me of that sort of what she's just saying, where it's like, oh, he, the, I think he's called the Warlock or something. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I cannot remember. We, we, didn't, we didn't have cool people like that over here. We just, people just um, were boring. <laughs> so unfortunately, but, Let's see here. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, they don't have his nickname on here. That's unfortunate, but uh, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I've always I've always loved the groups you hung out with, and and a lot of times these um, um, these were games that or people that you would never hang out with, like otherwise and and for me being a big dork growing up like these were people who would never <laughs> hang out with me otherwise you know like mm. we we hung out with kids who smoked we hung out with kids at 7-elevens i remember eating terrible 7-eleven egg rolls waiting to play mortal kombat 2 mm. um it got so bad they created an atrium that used to be like a small break room or something and i think it used to hold like where their newspaper storage or something was I remember when newspapers were sold and they turn it into this like back area they could stuff all the kids into to play Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and stuff like that. Um, it was pretty funny, but uh, but yeah, I just remember that being a huge group. Did you have like groups that you you hung out with per se? Nah, because we're, with my, most of my arcade stuff was when we were on holiday, so it wasn't people mm. where I lived, um, which was kind of like at the time was kind of West London area. Yeah, um, there wasn't really many arcades in that particular area. Uh, where so it was only really when we were on holiday like i said it was we there was random people who would occasionally that would play games with us but we there wasn't like a regular basis thing Did so you guys hang for the rest of the week if it went well or something yeah pretty much so um <laughs> but it's mostly you know me and my brother were you know um, i do have more i do have um i actually have three brothers actually but as me and my older brother were kind of like the closest in terms of gaming um and he's certainly the person i shared most gaming with and um you know we we would we played a lot of fighting games together um which is funny that um since we're on the topic um the one that we kind of we we started with which i imagine was what a lot of people will speak to in the chat was street fighter 2 obviously um yeah. which is funny because i've always got i've got a record as i'm not the biggest street fighter fan but i've always kind of like been on board of the series uh, even me to too today. actually i it's 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 like probably four or five i'm a fighting game guy yeah and it's probably fourth or fifth in my list of favorite fighting games now if you ask me which one i think mechanically is the best it probably wins 
but oh, that yeah, yeah. that doesn't matter to what my favorite is, as we've seen in many top tens already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's nowhere near my favorite, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's the most significant probably of of all the fighting series. And I think that's because for me, well, because obviously we're obviously going to mention Mortal Kombat as well, but. Um, I, I like Street Fighter a lot, but I found that um, my brother really loved Mortal Kombat more, more probably because of the shock value, because everyone loved the gore and stuff. And I did too. We all did when we were younger. It's a fatality great. was just the, the ultimate way to give it was the, the ultimate, finger. Yeah, it was the ultimate show-off moment. And <laughs> It yeah. was. It was all about ego, and that was the best part, right? Because at, at its core, come on, gaming is a competitive sport, or at least it typically mm-hmm. is. Um, and I think that's significant. I think people need to realize that, like that's that's where Mortal Kombat holds its strength. And nowadays, Mortal Kombat is nothing but a big circle jerk of people saying "fuck you" back and forth, right? Because they found a way to do that mid-match without the fatalities. Mm. Now the goal of the fatalities is just to make you throw up afterwards, like <laughs> Pretty it's, much, uh, yeah. which is fantastic too. But that's with its own merit. Street Fighter now you've got like frame counting into cancel parries with your double dodge and your your spin kick frame three fireball dot it's so <laughs> technical i just can't even and that doesn't even hold a candle to virtua fighter which is even more technical oh, than that I'm glad you brought virtua fighter because that is one Ooh. that but we uh, i i do enjoy a lot that's quite underrated really i have um, not been able to keep up since vf3 i have yeah, four and I, five but three I, I, was my jam I'm the same. Um, in fact, actually, I'm probably slightly opposite with you, actually, because um, I only got back into Virtual Fighter because my uh, my partner's a really big Virtual Fighter fan, which is all, of all things. So, yeah, and because um, I I was like you, I was only really is only free was only like the big one for me, and um, on the Dreamcast, obviously, I did play a dabble. Yeah, in where the, else? Well, there was this horrible version of two on the Mega Drive, which nobody should play. Did you know there's an arcade perfect version of two though on the PS3 that I have? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right. Much better than the Mega Drive version. <laughs> oh yeah, of course there was. Yeah, that was the. Um, but yeah, but the I got back into it with. Um, was it Showdown that one that came out on PS3 as well, or Five? Was it Five Showdown? VF Five Showdown. Yeah, they yeah. gave it away. I think on Plus. And that was the first time I discovered that my partner was possibly the most badass person at a fighting game. She was oh, no. a partner with um, Mario oh, Kart. And, um, and she kind of was just joking around to me saying, oh, how about we play this game Virtual Fight? She says, I guarantee you I will whoop your ass today. I'll say, yeah, yeah, we'll see. You're <laughs> so like, then, challenge accepted. And, and, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it, that is one of those games that she will take anybody down any day of the week. <laughs> so on this game... But it got me really into the series. We actually went backwards, and we went back through some of the old games. Like the, I think there was um, before Showdown. There was one called Evolution, which is on PS2, which is actually kind of a ton of fun, actually. <laughs> See, now you're really bringing me back. Actually, yeah. uh, you're thinking of Fighters Evolution, which was kind of like, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Fighters Evolution is pretty awesome, especially the Xbox PS2 era. Um, I believe they're called something else elsewhere, but um, to go back a little bit, uh, you're reminding me of Fighting Vipers on uh, the Saturn. You ever oh, yeah, played that oh, game? I have, that game yeah. is so fucking good. That game is just, it doesn't belong anywhere. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a lot of the Neo Geo fighters. Like you can tell someone to play Fatal Fury, but they don't really understand why they would play Fatal Fury. And then you tell them it's because of the story and they really don't get it, you know? Um <laughs> But uh, 
But Fighting Vipers, I remember loving a ton. And actually, Virtua Fighter Kids is one yeah. of the most interesting <laughs> titles <laughs> I've ever played. This. It's fucking Virtua Fighter Chibi, basically, or Super Deformed. Big heads, little bodies, hilarious. Bunch of kids beating each other up. It's fantastic. There's also a Street Fighter version of that game as well, where there's, was it like, oh, it's like, you know, there's the puzzle, that, you know, the you know, puzzle fight. Puzzle fighter. But, but it was it was a fighting game with those sprites. Oh, Power Up, I think it's called, or Power Stone, Power Stone. Oh, no, no, it was it was a Street no. Fighter game. It was just, it was literally oh. the Street Fighter characters like they were in the puzzle game, but they're actually fighting. So. <laughs> oh, and Psy so 1 is, of course, bringing up Rival schools. schools. Gosh, that was great, yeah. And uh, actually, that's on the Japanese PSN, guys. That's a super expensive yeah, PS1 so game. Expensive. If you have a Japanese PSN, it's 600 yen. You get both discs. Mm. Fuck yeah. Oh, Do yeah. it. It's called something different, but just go into the PS1 section. You can't miss the box art. <laughs> but uh, Super Gem Fighter is what people are talking about. Yeah, I think that's what it was called, but... Um, and again, everyone started piggybacking off of those, but the, the fighting game genre was great. Some people will even like Killer Instinct. Someday I'm going to convince people that Killer Instinct 1 is like the secret best game of 1996. Um, <laughs> yeah. no one's going to believe me on that, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, and, and again, there is a part of me that still thinks I should do videos of all the, uh, um, oh, the Japanese Saturn port of fighting vipers. Is the amazing what Papa Mari? That's amazing, Pepsi Man. Oh, oh has has Pepsi, Pepsi Man, Man in, in it? it. Yeah, Holy yeah, shit! It. You're kidding me. No, no, no. He's oh, I'm gonna have to burn me a copy because I got a Saturn. I got a modded Saturn. I should burn a copy of that just to play with Pepsi Man. Pepsi Man's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I've got all those shitty uh, ripoffs of uh, like I got Way of the Warrior and Kasumi Ninja and all those shitty ripoffs of uh, Mortal Kombat that I should get into. Um, I should even play Tattoo Assassins at some point with the nudalities. Don't, don't you have a tattoo of one of these games? I do have a <laughs> Way of the Warrior tattoo on my chest. It's not for Way of the Warrior, no, but no, I did no. repurpose the symbol. Um, but it doesn't matter, right? Because anyone no. who knows that game is going to look at that and fucking laugh out loud, and they should. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, but that does bring me back to... Uh, where I wanted to go with this, which is, <coughs> excuse my cough. So the fighting genre was pretty hardcore, right, Jam? But oh, yeah. like your sister would never get into that. Well, you don't have a sister, but like, you know what I mean? Like a person's sister would probably not get into that. This is not something your dad would come by and ask what you're up to and sit down for a long period of time, right? But there were games that were like that. And... Um, they kind of started on the Nintendo, but I think they really took shape on the Mega Drive Genesis and the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the first and earliest example of this, or one of the first and earliest examples of this, would either be, it's a toss-up because we're talking home consoles, not portable, between yeah. Tetris oh. and Dr. Mario. The good old Link cable. <laughs> yeah, see, on Game Boy, that's a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about NES... That was a little less common to have Tetris. I think a lot of people got it when they couldn't get a Game Boy. But either Tetris or Dr. Mario were the first times I really remember this coming into play, right? The puzzle game is our ultimate. Tetris is so easy to understand. Dr. Mario, the same. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Mario was kind of like early antiquated versions of Puyo Puyo, to be fair. But 
Um, you know, those were the earliest examples of like a game. Anyone could walk by your grandma could walk by and see the draw and potentially jump in oh, yeah. there, you know? Um, and, uh, what's up Simon Belmont? Um, but, uh, oh yes. And sorry, Rageinator. I, I'm sorry. I didn't give love to Samurai Showdown. Sam's show is amazing. <laughs> I have the collection, all five games on one disc PS2. Pick it up if you can. It's also on the Wii. I just didn't see a reason to get it on Wii. Um, is it also on PSP? I think it's on PSP. Is it? Oh, I don't know. I think it is. I've got the PS2 version. I don't have either of those, actually. I need to probably pick one of those up. Uh, yeah, yeah. You probably should. <laughs> I, mean, I do like that. So we played that um, played Blackpool recently and absolutely loved it. We played on the uh, Neo Geo console. Yes. Yes, and they're all on virtual console. If you're okay paying a little bit more, I want to say you'll probably pay 20, 30 bucks for it and convert that into pound, but you'll probably pay that for the game uh whereas each individual Samurai Showdown is 800 points on the virtual console. Although you really only need 2 and 3 and then probably 5. <laughs> one and four relatively skippable in my opinion but uh anyway um so going back um but uh um but yes uh and and do you remember did you have any game like that and and again we'll stretch this beyond that to say you know on the table with this kind of genre is columns Let's throw in Puyo Puyo. We can throw in um, Tetris Versus. Did you ever play? There's a Tetris. Uh, no, I didn't play that. No. Yeah, that one was great. Um, you know, Puzzle Fighter came later. Power Stone came later. But these are all, you know, different facets of, and, and of course, Bust a Move. Where would I be if I didn't mention Puzzle Bobble? But these are all different facets of the same concept, right? Which are very easy to learn very difficult to master very competitive games that really anyone in your house excuse me can get into would you agree mm-hmm. with that oh yeah absolutely like, do you ever yeah, have any yeah. moments where a relative like you woke up in the morning and they've been playing a, a, a different game all night uh yeah my mum was all over tetris no in, shit in, that's in awesome form. <laughs> who's who's whose <laughs> mum wasn't so <laughs> but uh that's fantastic. Yeah, there was uh, on Idle Thumbs. I listen to Idle Thumbs. I don't know if you do, but uh, they're kind of a game. They're kind of a games podcast, but from a game development standpoint. Yeah. And they had this long list of of stories that were called uh, Dad's One Game, and it's like the games that your dad had where he was not a gamer and he only played one game in his whole life. And what was it? And uh, somebody bad talked dudes. about what. <laughs> Bad dudes, really? No shit. Yeah, I'm kidding. Somebody talked about like it was either Mean Bean Machine or some some game like that, where like their dad played it all night. Like they woke up and their dad was still playing it, and he like fucked the score. Like he played forever. I'm trying to remember what game that was, but yeah, he just he just like ruined that game for life. You know, he just wrecked it in 14 hours and then never played video games again. (laughs) But uh, but yeah. so uh so yeah yours was was tetris with your mom did you have any other like so you said you guys played columns was that like you and your brothers yeah just me and my brother um yeah the columns isn't and i i I might get some hate for this but columns isn't a great kind of game it's just what we put up with really because it's on the console because tetris obviously i'm referring to the game boy the game boy classic there of course Um, of course and um 
in a way, we didn't really play that multiplayer because we didn't have two Game Boys. We didn't have a link cable, and we didn't right, which was know the problem. Did yeah, um, but um, yeah, but Columns was for, for what you had at the time. It was all right. It's an it's an okay. It was in every Sega collection. You may as well play much. it. That and Super Hang On. While neither of these are bad games, Super Hang On and fucking Columns was in every collection that no one wanted to play. People went nuts over Streets of Rage and Revenge of Shinobi and things like that and Sonic the Hedgehog, which were always on these collections. But Columns and, and Super Hang On, it was like, what? <laughs> but in a way, it's like they might as well be on these collections because there's no, there's, otherwise, there's no other time where they would... There's, there's no, nobody will be going after these games particularly so yeah they well were the throw them on the collection they were the free-to-plays of <laughs> yeah of basically you know what that was but uh <laughs> anyway um and from there we get to more widespread and so what better time than now jam i think to introduce the cart racer oh god <laughs> so do you have a snes growing up or no <laughs> No, we've been this before, but we I did play Mario Kart, of course, but of growing course. up. But. Yeah, I, that well, and that was the big thing with the SNES and the Genesis to a certain extent, but I think the Genesis had a decent number of single-player stuff. The SNES really did have a lot of party games. Mm. Um, you know, aside from Final Fight and stuff. Like, even the earliest games were Street Fighter and... Um, Mario Kart and things like that. Like these were games that were geared towards getting multiple people in the room at a time. Um, it's probably why a lot of my friends who grew up with SNESs always want to play fucking co-op games. And I hate playing co-op. I always think people are shittier than me. Again, so. <laughs> and it's totally not true, but like, you know, I, I like competitive games, but I hate co-op yeah. games. So, but yes, the Kart racer was, uh, was to me, like, it was the one that brought it all together, right? Like, everybody can understand Drive Straight and uh, have fun. Pretty much, yeah. Mario Kart was kind of cool because you had attack methods. But, uh, you know, there's a lot to be said for F-Zero and, I guess, Virtual Racing. That was a thing. Did you ever play Virtual Racing? Or did mm -hmm. you really wait till the PlayStation before you got into <laughs> hardcore racers? Uh, well, no, no. There was a, a race that some would consider kind of hardcore that was on the Mega Drive, and and Fred, it had four players simultaneously. It was it was it called Micro Machines. It, it was. Yeah. yeah, it had two <laughs> controller ports on the cart. Oh, the J cart. Yeah, so, it's a fantastic cart. It's um th this game was hot over here, but the the first one only I should probably for full disclosure the first Micro Machines game on the Mega Drive only had two players, but it was the Micro Machines Turbo that introduced the J car, and then they was called God this this will make us feel old now, Fred Micro Machines Turbo ninety six edition Jesus. It's <laughs> 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 like wow, <laughs> it's just, that was a while. You start saying crazy shit like Micro Machines or wait the Mega Drive was around in ninety six, <laughs> yeah, um, but. Uh, this game was really fun, though, um, especially with four people. I mean, the formula is not something that would probably hold up today because the premise of the four-player mode was um, you basically had to outrace the people off the screen. And if you raced them off, the, if that makes sense, so if you are ahead on the track and yeah. they're falling behind, they will get eliminated. And then you basically score points. So you're not, unfortunately, it's not four-player split screen. You are on the same screen, but... We absolutely ate this up though when we were younger. We really oh, yeah. enjoyed it, and um, and it it worked for what it was. Well, and that was tense, man. You did yeah. not want to fall behind. Like every second counts. Absolutely. 
And they did this. They continued this formula into the um, PlayStation One when they did uh, Micro Machines V3. Um, I'm not sure if they've <laughs> ever actually done any um, Micro Machines games that had split screen. I could be wrong, but I, I my, my main experience is the ones with the Mega Drive. But but it, but and also let's just say let's just be honest here. The J card blew our minds. <laughs> the fact you could it was it was crazy. Like you heard people talking about it because everything else was a multi-tap thing. This game solved the problem. You just got the game and you were good. Like I remember that cart. I will never forget that card. Um, it was crazy. And I don't think they did it on the SNES. I think that was only Genesis Mega Drive. It's only on the, yeah, it's only on the Mega Drive because um, yeah. I don't know if for some reason they kind of favored that um, hardware. But um, they did do a, for this for the second game, Turbo, um, they did do a standard version as well, which didn't have the J-Car on it. But every, you, know, you, it, you, you, you knew you were the person where the kids came around your home if you had the J-Card. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yo, bring your controller. We'll, we'll get yeah, this set up. And that <clears throat> happened. So. Yeah, I, I know it did. So, um, yeah, and I thought that was cool. Um, but uh, I don't know. Any other experiences you want to talk about the mid-90s before we get into what became the quintessential uh, rush to co-op there is one game that i'm not sure where your experience first started with um but i want to bring it up because it's kind of like competitive and kind of in a way kind of cooperative which is the bomberman series <laughs> so you know what yes let's take a step back and talk about the bomberman series for a second um the one that i played a ton of was bomberman 95 on uh might have had a different name outside of japan was that it was on the mode? Saturn. Oh, God, yeah. That's the 10-player sort of... Yes. You, have, you could buy a big adapter. I do have it. I don't know that it came to this country, though. It might have been an import only. I think it did. At least, okay. at least the game came over here. Okay. Um, it came over here as well, but I don't know... But I know that multi-tap was a bitch to get hold of, so... Yeah, and it's not so bad anymore. It's mm. not... Uh, I could look up prices. It's not super cheap, but it's not super expensive. Mm. Um, but uh, that was the bomb. So, like, I played it on NES just to see it. And that kind of showed you normal Bomberman. Uh, because I was a TurboGrafx-16 kid, you bought it and you were like, oh, fuck, I need the TurboTap, which allowed you to have up to four players on the TurboGrafx-16. So you bought Bomberman 90 or whatever, and it was of no use to you because it was a single-player, <laughs> multiplayer game. It's kind of like me playing Runbow. It was like, oh, great. Um, but the Saturn one was the first time I played it. We knew about it. We picked it up. That's a fantastic game. Now, that one's weird because you find the princesses, but ultimately like that was the thing with bomberman was you would upgrade your bombs and you would kind of like you had to keep track of so much stuff at the same oh, yeah. time mm -hmm. right because if, if nobody's ever seen this before it's it's basically an entire screen made up of blocks on every other tile and mm. these blocks are like walls that protect you and when a bomb explodes it goes x number of tiles you know next to it like to the left to the right to the up to the down like a plus sign so the idea was that you would drop these bombs and then you would run away and you would just get into cover. And the more you powered up, the longer those explosions got and the farther they went down in those columns. And then you were trying to solve like a, you know, an overall goal. And so it was, you had to keep track of what you were dropping, but you had to keep track of what everybody else was dropping and make sure you got into the right area at the right time. It was very complicated, but great at the same time. Oh yeah. Uh, what was your first Bomberman experience? 
Um, my first Bomberman experience would have been the Mega Drive version, which was titled appropriately Mega Bomberman. <laughs> for, Mega Bomberman. Considering, yeah, get it? Mega Drive, Mega. Uh-huh. <laughs> was it only two player? Uh, no, you could um, play with up to five players, I believe, but you need to have a special multi-tap, which was sold separately for this ah, one. Ah, yes, the former um, one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this was a ton of... It, it's, it pretty much, you've played one Bomberman game, well, if this is for everybody, you've played them all, <laughs> pretty much, because they're the same sort of thing. It but really is the same game over and over again. Uh, until play- you get to that new weird 360 game, which I don't recommend. Oh God! Yeah. Don't touch <laughs> it! Don't touch it! Zero or something. Yeah. yeah. But but then again, despite that game being as bad as it was, at least they tried to do something new to it. But never mind. But we'll just forget that that one. But um, <laughs> also, I'll just pretend that I, I didn't say that before I get more hate. But um, but but anyway, Mega Ball Man was um, it's just the same as the others. Well, the only difference is really on this game is at least I'm only talking from a multiplayer perspective. Uh, the campaign was actually quite interesting for this game because it was quite unique. But we're not here to talk about single player. We're here to talk about multiplayer. Um, no, but yeah, Bomberman was one of those weird games where the campaign. You know what? It got it was good, but they really kind of phased it out after the 16-bit era. Yeah, pretty. Like much, I remember yeah. the NES game, the Turbo Graphics game, I, the Mega Drive game I never knew existed, and potentially the SNES game. I think there mm. was a SNES Bomberman. Um, they all had campaigns. They all had significant campaigns, like sixty-something levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, then they then I don't even know if the Saturn one does have a campaign. I don't know if it does. But uh, but I don't know. Usually, what their campaigns were, which is just it was just like a horde type mode, just kill the enemies in the screen <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, it was sixty something levels yeah. of just kind of puzzle rooms. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but but. but. It, the reason I was mentioning it is like it's Bomberman was such an easy pick up and play for everybody. Everyone can just oh, yeah. kind of enjoy it, really. Um, everyone did this. Everyone did that thing where they move to the right or to the left and they trap themselves at the bomb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They swarm yep. vigorously. <laughs> Shit. And, so, and, and even if you're like a master of this game, you everyone does it now and then. <laughs> oh, but, someone um, Belmont's asking about Bomberman Live on 360. I don't know. I bet it was good. I just don't think a lot of people bought it or played it. Yeah. It, I think was, lack of was, audience it, was the problem. Yeah, I think there's two um, Bomberman games. But yeah, it just didn't... People just didn't... I don't, I don't know if it's because there's lack of advertising, but people just didn't play it. Um, and so without people there, that's the problem. Yeah, Puzzle Fighter was the same way. Puzzle Fighter is a fantastic game. Yeah. But it died with its online space. Mm. And we'll talk about this later in the episode, but these were very much couch co-op things. And oh, yeah. for yeah. that reason... You know, when online enters, you see some of the most popular couch co-op games die online, and it's really sad. <laughs> but anyway, mm. um, but uh, and then we get something weird. We- Little console called the N sixty four comes out, <laughs> and it has four oh controller God. ports. <laughs> well, you know, we joke about it, but like, okay. it was quintessential. To making that console worth what it's worth. Like, that's... I'm sorry. You take away the four-player ports and very few any N64 games people like to throw out as the golden winner of <laughs> great N64 experiences goes away, right? Mario Kart 64 doesn't hold its weight. GoldenEye shot. <laughs> I think that system, especially when you're talking about GoldenEye, would not have succeeded as well as it did without those four control ports. Yeah, and... We see uh, Nintendo, to this day, continues four ports. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and uh, Microsoft established its Microsoft established its consoles on it, and Sega definitely jumped on board. Right, the next console yeah. they would release after the N sixty four would be the Dreamcast, and it would get four controller ports. Um, the only person that didn't was Sony. <laughs> Yeah, and they won. So what does that tell you? But know, uh, yeah. anyway, <laughs> but again, Sony focused on more on single player experiences. If you were in a house full of kids, you were on an N sixty four probably. Yeah. It lent itself to that so much better, right? And we started to see some crazy games. Mario Party. Mm-hmm. While they may be dated now, the original Mario Parties, man, put a board game. In a video game, who would have thunk that would be so easy and smart? But it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. Did you have? Did you have Mario Party? Did you guys ever? I, have those I don't think up? I actually played a Mario Party game to the Wii, which I know shame on me for leaving actually, it that late. Actually, I'm sorry. That's your first time in. Like, but just it was you quite know what? Late it's a wash. Four cycle that game. It was Mario Soviet. Party. Well, there was mm-hmm. one, two, and three, right? Yeah. In GameCube. I think even the first one, it was quite a while into it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mario Party was a later one. But by that point, we, I mean, you had two uh, amazing kart racers. Mm. Who would have thought, blow it out of the park twice. You got Mario 64 going up against Diddy's, uh, Diddy Kong Racing, mm. which there's an ongoing debate that will never get solved as to which one's the better game. Uh, I, I'm in the Mario Kart 64 camp, but there's no right answer. Um but yeah, just a ton of games like integrated this stuff, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't Cruising USA have four? Wave Race, I know, had four racers. Well, Wave Race had four, yeah. Wave Race, fucking Wave uh, Race. F Zero had four. F Zero, yeah. Mm-hmm. F Zero X. Um, basically anything that raced. Anything that raced, I love it. Yeah. Uh, was if about had, it. If you're racing, it it had multiplayer and four player. But uh, but yeah, oh, like it. I don't yeah. think I think Beetle Adventure Racing didn't. <laughs> Beetle Adventure player. Racing didn't. It was a fucking s- scam. But they had two player. We'll but if two. that if that was four player, Jesus. Four yellow game. beetles all on the same thing <laughs> know, with no yeah. split screen. You just go insane. Your just head would explode. Um, that would have actually made that possibly the best racing game on the N64. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was very interesting that the N64 did this, um, and it really embraced the concept of couch co-op, right? It's also why it's hard to find N64 controllers that don't have the analog stick broken, because tons of people, including kids, would play this all the time. Like, it would get a lot of wear. And of course, I think somebody at some point is going nuts that we haven't started mentioning um, the wrestling games. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, absolutely. The yeah, wrestling games chat. really come into their own on the n64 and yeah it is probably because the fire pro Pro wrestling team did its best work on the n64 with wcw and wwf licenses Mm -hmm. but i mean this is where wrestling games got their fucking this was their people who were into them played stuff i remember rage in the cage on sega cd my buddy oh i got a sega cd i got rage in the cage i was like (laughs) what yeah and i have san francisco 49ers versus so and so and i was like well, you're wasting your console on this shit. Why aren't you buying Night Trap and Sewer Shark like the normal people? <laughs> yeah, um, the important games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, all kidding aside, um, 
you know, I mean, that that was another huge one on the couch, right? Wrestling games would lead to actual fights. It was fucking awesome. Oh, like, yeah, I loved that house. when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any brothers, so I had to invite friends over and get them to get pissed <laughs> off at each other, you know? And have a fight with them deliberately. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, that was the whole point. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, and, and again, that would continue on. Uh, Simon Belmont's talking about Wave Race and F-Zero. You know, I mean, those live on. They're best at... Er- I think the reason we'll never see another Wave Race or F-Zero again, and you may disagree with me, but the GameCube had Blue blue Shift or whatever, Wave Race, which was gorgeous, and F-Zero GX, like, where do you go from there? Yeah. Like, mission accomplished. <laughs> I think that's what they said in interviews. The um, like Miyamoto's even said that there's that's why there's that's been That's the not apex another... of those series. Like, it's mm. over. Yeah, like, I don't know where to go. Um, and again, I've only seen... Here it is. I've got it right here. It was in my pack of 10 wave race blue storm mm-hmm. i've only seen this game i've never played it so i think maybe, that's the thing as well, maybe it plays people like keep shit. saying um this is no not to be cruel to people but you know people say oh yeah i want to see a new wave race stuff like that but people do really you do <laughs> you for 60 bucks do you <laughs> mm. but yeah as far as, um, I was, as far as i'm aware the uh, i've i played um was it called Blue Shift? Well, I know the GameCube, whatever the GameCube one was called. Yeah. It, it seemed all right. I don't see it, but it's, it didn't just I need to sit as... down and play through them. I just haven't. Yeah. Um, after my, my month of retro, I've gone a little more new releases. But it's the summer, so it's the time for, for playing with people. Plus, my wife has been on this kick. Speaking of kart games, I, I end up playing Mario Kart 8 like three times a week at this point. It's just like, oh, God. oh man. Um. So before we go to the jump to online, because uh, it starts with the Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah. (laughs) It starts with the Dreamcast, and it's a very important jump. Before we go there, it's ingrained kind of in PC gaming roots. Mm, And we have not talked about some of the PC gaming stuff. Um, And uh, so if you don't mind, Jam, Mm -hmm. let's take a step back for a little genre. Aside from the shooters, we know the first-person shooters were going crazy for a long time. You had your right. Dooms, your Quakes, all that <laughs> stuff. But I feel like we've crossed that bridge. And I feel like any gamer today can get on board with a frag fest, right? Like, that's oh, yeah. the whole reason. Like, I apologize, guys, but I'm kind of dancing around first-person shooters. Because I don't feel like I have to explain that to people. Or I uh, we have to get nostalgic about it because it's still here. Mm-hmm. But you know what, what we could get nostalgic about? The fucking MOBA of the mid-90s. The fucking real-time strategy game. The RTS. Mm-hmm. Command and Conquer Red Alert. Warcraft 3. Warcraft 2. Warcraft, Warcraft 1. Two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Warcraft 2 had an expansion. Mm-hmm. Starcraft even. These games were huge. These games were crazy. Your, research, your resource management. Cover the board. Command and Conquer was okay i liked red alert more i loved the craziness i loved tanya being able to go blow up buildings did you were you a big command and conquer person apparently it was huge in europe uh yeah i dabbled in it red alert absolutely that was the main main one i didn't i wasn't big on the original particularly but red alert i played but funny on the playstation one (laughs) wait a minute the original wave race was on game boy yeah that was wave race on game boy but it was the original one uh it's i think it is when well it was wow a one. no it is the original game boy wow yeah, on the original game boy, that's for- well no no but i didn't know that was the original wave race if you had asked me in you know 
That's 92. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't get it in Europe until 97, so you yep. wouldn't know that. <laughs> no, yeah. But that was the first one. It was known as personal watercraft in, uh, in Japan. Wow. <laughs> Simon Belmont, thank you for schooling me. Sorry, that just blew my fucking mind. Anyway, back to the RTS. Were you an RTS player? I, I got really, this is fast forwarding a bit, but I got really, really into RTS um, when that game, oh, actually, I did, that's a complete lie. I was massive into the original Warcraft game, the original, that's RTS. the first one. Yeah. Or, orcs versus humans, I think it was called. So. Yep. And you were the orcs or the humans and you had all the crazy yep. stuff. And didn't it always devolve into like the ogres versus like the giants? Yeah. Like, I feel like every Warcraft game, it was just, you just waited for, Somebody went on the offensive, and you were either watching them storm the castle, or you were like, "Oh shit, here they come!" And uh, yeah, it, it was it was fantastic for the time, though. But it had all oh, it yeah. had all the sort of the same sort of principles, like commander contest, resource management, um, jobs done. Yeah, <laughs> that's where that comes from, you World of Warcraft players. But uh, it was great. It was and it was basic, like it was basic in a good way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that actually hasn't been re-released anywhere, actually. Oh, then it is Blizzard, isn't it? So, <laughs> uh, no, it's free. You can go on Battle.net and download it for free. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Oh, yeah, of course you can. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Along with Lost Vikings. And <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, those were those were fantastic games. Um, <laughs> Simon Belmont says, I don't think Wave Race sold well on Game Boy. Seeing as how I didn't know it existed, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> okay. And they also waited five years to bring it out in Europe after America and Japan. Well, we all we all know that Nintendo hated Europe, so that's probably that's true, the bastards. Um, but the reason I bring those up is because that was all still competitive, right? Um, mm-hmm. Even if you had two on two, um, the real cooperation, the real interesting. Uh, online worlds the the progenitor of the mmo if you will aside from the pc ones which were muds and then you get everquest and things like that was of course uh on consoles the dreamcast had fantasy star online pso oh yeah huge deal 56 baud you got disconnected your save might get deleted from the yep. network oh fuck all me so much risk so much like so much risk reward right that was a high risk reward game <laughs> <laughs> but we, we we were happy with that we didn't mind <laughs> yeah but this was a whole new world of gaming uh socializing with people chat uh keyboard. thank god for four controller ports because you needed the keyboard port right to chat with your friends but this was the earliest form of what would really establish online gaming right mm-hmm. and um it was for the first time you guys all doing stuff together. You're questing together. It was Fantasy Star. I mean, again, it was it was Final Fantasy Eleven way before Final Fantasy Eleven. They did it first, and they did it better, in my opinion. Now, I of course am a Fantasy Star fanboy, a PSO fanboy, so I'm the wrong person to ask to actually be objective about that. But how about you, Jam? I I I was big on Fantasy Star Online. I. Don't know. I that, that was back with the old dial-up internet. <laughs> yep, fifty-six kbps. Mm-hmm. Praying it, for an open room, big phone bills. Yeah, getting in trouble for that as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mom picked up the phone, and that was it. Fucking wiped fifty hours of work. That thing just kept going too. 
Didn't it feel like PSO was the longest game in history? But yes, in a good it was way. Very short as well. <laughs> it was in a good way, right? You just it was in a good way. It's repetitive, yeah. It was because you were farting around constantly. Like it was yeah, it was it was destiny. <laughs> but, but, Sorry. but we were a lot more accepting of it back then, weren't we? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Three million players nowadays every mm. every day. Jesus Christ. But uh yeah. Yeah, and it was again, I never played an MMO. I never played EverQuest. I never played um World of Warcraft. But my one kind of hint at it was PSO, right? Like, but it was, that was more, what was it? Four person parties? Like, I yeah, guess it was a people. little more, yeah. I guess it was a little more, um, uh, how do I say this? Uh, it was a little more uh, low scale, like downscaled. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, but yeah, um, uh, you know, I definitely remember that. That was the day I realized I didn't need friends in the house. <laughs> I was just like, that was a dangerous oh, I don't need you day. <laughs> oh, and do you remember? But like, actually, let's take a step back real quick. Do you remember when online first came about? You know, you're doing dial up. Yeah. And you didn't have to go to Kevin's house anymore. You could fucking call him. Like, after dinner on a Tuesday, this could happen. You guys could play games together. Like, that was huge for us. Mm. Um, and with PSO, it got one step farther because you didn't have to, like, you could do it in your room, right? Mm. You know, like, you, your mom didn't know. <laughs> or my mom didn't know. Until the know. phone bill came along. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I remember that was all a big deal. You know, I actually had something that saved my ass, which was my mother started uh, – she's now married to this man, but she started dating a guy in Spain. Yeah. Believe it or not, all these people in the world can't find love on OkCupid, okay and my mom fucking lands a dude in Spain. But, anyway um, – but yeah, she fell in love with a guy in Spain and they would talk on the phone all the time. So our phone bills were ridiculous anyway. <laughs> and so I would piggyback that shit. She would just know that she had been on the phone so much that she wouldn't even question that the phone bill. Very smart. <laughs> yes. Again, like all good ruses though, I didn't abuse it and that was the key, right? She didn't say anything when it was a $200 phone bill because she was used to 170 but you had to be careful. You couldn't go too crazy with it or you'd fuck yourself. <laughs> but uh, but anyway. Um, and yes, Andy, I know you want PSO I too. Know. Hey, On the Vita, just, of course. Just, just hack your PSP and you can do it right now. <laughs> Stop hurting yourself. Um, right? That's still on PSP in Japan. Uh, or is it ad hoc Japan. only? Uh, anyway. but It's on Vita in Japan? Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, so you just need a Japanese memory card. You don't even need a memory card. You just need to designate yeah. one of your memory cards as the Japanese memory card. But anyway. Um, but, uh, and then we, we enter into, uh, after the Dreamcast, we enter into the world of online. Mm -hmm. um, the arcades are dead. I'm trying to think of, uh, you know what? Arcades had a little bit of a resurgence with the light gun shooter. I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention Time Crisis 3. Or Time okay. Crisis. Yeah, it doesn't matter which Time Crisis. I think that was the return. House of the Dead, kind of. But that was the return of, you know, potentially playing with other people. Well, it's more of the... It became, again, once again, about the co-op and not the competition. Yeah, uh, but you know what did keep the competition and was big? Uh-huh. Was fucking DDR. 
<laughs> oh yeah. There was a short spell right there in the late nineties where DDR ruled supreme, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I think from that we see, uh, Sony actually with going online before we talk about the launch of the 360, we see Sony do the most interesting dichotomy of online and offline play I've ever seen. Right, because in one regard, they want you to play SOCOM. They want you to play Final Fantasy XI and buy the hard drive. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, right, they're releasing Guitar Hero and really getting that started. DDR peripherals for days, right? There's a lot of push for both couch and online uh, play with Sony, which I guess just proves that the PS2 was the jack of all trades. But I don't know. Did you play... Uh, did you play um, SOCOM? I didn't. That was one that I wanted to get in on SOCOM, but it was just, I guess that was sort of the period, because it's for at least over here, it was sort of midway through the PS2 cycle. That I was just kind of, it, it took too long to come out over here. It, I don't think it came out as quickly as it did over in uh, America. So that wasn't one that I eventually jumped on. I, I skipped it. Mm. Um, SOCOM US Navy SEALs took a while to come out in Europe. That's odd. <laughs> like I don't even mean that ironically like you would think America would want to export that shit right Yeah. get you yeah. guys across the pond to be all up in this and be like yeah Navy woo that's what you want to play <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and sorry guys uh, people are asking about the light gun shooters there are a lot of them we it's actually hilarious. did a, a pretty yeah. thorough light gun shooter episode that you can go back and listen to but uh uh, but I was just dancing around it because it was like the end of the light gun shooter. But uh, And the arcades really kind of devolved into that to this day. You know, it's one part light gun shooter, one part DDR, one part, I don't know, iPhone games at this point. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, one but, uh, but yeah, and then, um, and then the Xbox 360 comes out. And everything changed again. Everything changed. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, sorry? I I guess in a way, it did slightly originate on the original Xbox with kind of Halo 2, but it really became a lot more everybody started using it on the pre-season. Well, yeah, what I was about to say was, yeah, well, right, because I I don't know about you, Jam. I was Xbox day one. Like, I had an Xbox and Halo November 2005, or 2001. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and I was, uh, I, I did not buy Xbox live myself, but I did go over to a friend's house and the first online game that we played all the time, like crazy, anybody who is around for it knows what I'm about to say. And it's not halo two is crimson skies. That is your first crazy online bat shit, insane dog fighting game. And by God jam, if people wanted to get together for a Crimson Skies night and we can find a fucking server that's on, which I doubt exists. You're probably not, yeah. <laughs> that's some shit we got to bring back. Got to get some Crimson Skies going, man. Still the best game. Capcom goes on to make Dark Void. You know, those devs go on to make Dark Void and it fails and then now pff, nothing. But Crimson Skies needs to come back. It's a good description for it, though. <laughs> yes. Um, but again, yes. And then we had Halo, but... Right, these all maybe even Steel Battalion was online. I don't know, but who had that controller? Everyone just like looked at it. Um, the, I was say, the, who on earth used that? Who played that on online multiplayer? Let alone played it. <laughs> yes, again, 
that that became a collector's wet dream now uh but i really think the big difference with xbox 360 was it transcended genres Mm -hmm. right some of us were playing call of duty 2 some of us were playing gears of war some of us were playing hexic others of us were playing you know it didn't matter well hexic might not have been online but it might have been but whether it was uno or gears like it was an online space. You were always online. You were constantly connected. Yeah. You always knew what your friends were playing. And you could piggyback that shit, right? It was it was stalking like in a good way. And I, um, Yeah, and I remember just loving it. It, it felt um, like just such a huge like deal. Just like, you know, looking at achievements, seeing what people had gained and being all competitive again. It kind of, it, it brought something kind of fresh and new. Well, it felt at the time fresh and new. Um, gaming it made you excited about it again carcassonne that's a perfect example side ones bring up and actually while these guys are talking about the sega arcade games hang on or no not hang on virtual on wrong way (laughs) virtual on and right we saw that at the beginning of xbox live Mm -hmm. right we we bought contra for five dollars we bought um we bought Ninja Turtles, uh, but that was much later. We bought uh, Smash TV, which all these games got discontinued. But anyway, yeah, well, uh, some of us still have that money, like eight pounds, five, ten bucks. Yeah, like they were not cheap. Joust. We bought fucking Joust. We bought. Well, we. I mean, as the collective, we. But um, again, all these arcade games got re-released. This is before Game Room, by the way, guys, which mm. I know came out later, but. Well, um, Streets of Rage 2, I remember, you know, getting out on the 360 and then it was oh, available. nothing was safe, man. Everything <laughs> started shitting out, right? Games that you never thought could come out again, right? The Saturn was supposed to be unemulatable. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Here's fucking uh, Radiant Silver Gun hitting for it, right? Here's Symphony of the Night on the Xbox 360. You're like, what? Um crazy multiplayer games that are multiplayer versions of single player games very popular mm-hmm. balls on screen <laughs> thanks to vision cameras and uno um it was ridiculous double dragon arcade yes simon belmont go look me up 200 out of 200 points on double dragon arcade there's one where you have to beat that whole game without continuing that is not easy <laughs> um uh, you know, it, again, achievements, all this stuff. It was, you know, and again, that's why I don't think it can recapture it now. Although perhaps we might see a semi-renaissance on the Xbox One with backwards compatibility. But I'm not trying to talk about modern day stuff in as much to say that what died was the platform, not the community, right? We yeah. just, we no longer play a lot of our modern day stuff online. Or if we do, it's because of solely online experiences. You know, but yeah, 360 leveled the playing field in a big way. I mean, you never left the house anymore, right? And this <laughs> this kind of started that, right? And at the same time on PCs, MMOs are crazy. Online environments are crazy. Like people, that's where they started making the poop sock jokes and the never leaving the house, you know? The social world started with gaming. It wasn't that gamers were staying indoors and shut-ins. It was that people, computer culture, modern-day society started becoming shut-ins. It's just that gamers were the first ones to adopt it. 
right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that makes it sound bad because actually gamers stereotypically are weird shut-ins that are fat in their parents' basement. Whereas historically (laughs) speaking, it's proven that most gamers are health conscious and quite social and good with people in public scenarios and tend to be active, right? You know, so those aren't true, but it's kind of where it starts, you know? Um, And people keep talking about all the crazy stuff they bought. But yeah, I mean, it just kept going. Right. And, and you you have a new world for these games because for the first time ever, you know, it started to become like, hey, it's the arcade online. You know? <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> and Spider, uh, sorry, Simon Belmont says, do you use the great elbow move to achieve such a phenomenal achievement? Uh, the elbow move is a great phenomenal achievement, both on the Double Dragon arcade and the NES version. However, uh, that can't get you by alone because you still have the uh, machine gun jack can still kill you in one bullet on the arcade as well as in the NES version. And he's a little less easy to cheese. Uh, the other thing is you do have the random bricks area also. And so that's the big fear of Double Dragon is you really lose all your lives in the final level. So... But I just got lucky and played through it about a dozen times and eventually got there. I think I also have the achievement for beating Contra in less than 30 minutes. Like, mm. I just really got into all those arcade games because they were what I played growing up. I have almost all the Ninja Turtle ones. I just don't have the one where you beat Shredder alone without uh, getting turned into a turtle. I just don't know how you dodge that move. Mm. It's too cheap and too consistent. I just don't know how you do it. Most people I know who did it uh, went into the upper right-hand corner. I don't think you have to be alone, actually. Went into the upper right-hand corner and let everybody else fight Shredder. <laughs> uh, I think that's how they got it. But anyway. Um, so, I don't know. How about you, Jam? Like, did you notice that same thing um, with the 360? Well, yeah. But in terms of, yeah, you know, it's kind of like risk racing what you said. But, um, you know. Like a hybrid of, like, new experiences and a resurgence of old experiences. Well, absolutely. Mortal just, Kombat 3 was a big deal release when that hit, right? Mm. And I remember Mortal Kombat 2 on the PSN being an even uh, big deal release there, too. So, it was crazy. It was, um, it, it was, it was bringing back those experiences. And what, what, I don't know if we haven't really touched on this, but the fact that, you know, because the 360s came with headsets, you could chat to people as well between games. And you could say, like, you know. Yeah. Um, you just and private chat, so you could chat all the time. Hmm. And it, that that definitely felt like being back at school again. We're going, oh, we don't want to talk to this guy. Let's do this private chat. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and what did you talk about? Not the game. Oh no, that's bullshit. not what you talked about. You know, wasn't then, wasn't now. You know, um, and uh, and again, we saw some stuff that made sense that was very popular. To this day, did you know I cannot start a game of Final Fight if I leave the game open without somebody randomly joining me? I think that's magical. Mm, that's cool. Also, to like, this, yeah. Going also, back, backwards, oh, yeah. it's the Simpsons game, or if we play, if I yeah. play that on PS3, usually someone joins, or the X Men game. Absolutely, but you know what's really sad? Mm-hmm. You could wait a decade to get a Puzzle Fighter game. <laughs> Come on, Puzzle Fighter, the easiest one to get, right? Mm. Um, Uno, still one of the most played games on the 360. What the fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a whole new world. Mm. um and people (laughs) yeah right yeah and people might look back and talk shit on it but i don't think so i think we had to go through those growing pains and i'm very happy i did right it was kind of like Mm. reliving that that bastion of of like early childhood um and uh 
You know, and a lot of game genres got started there, right? Uh, one of the first MOBAs, Monday Night Combat, 2009, Summer of Arcade. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember the Summer of Arcade where everything was... Oh, yeah. Hydro Thunder came back thanks to the Xbox 360, <laughs> I'd like to point out. Um you know, it was just crazy. There is a multiplayer single map Castlevania game <laughs> on the 360 and PS3. For better or worse, it exists. So, um, Game Boy Advance graphics. <laughs> right. Um, and I think, you know, from there, what was interesting before the whole world went mobile, because we're not going to. I personally wasn't planning to talk mobile. Nope. <laughs> was the PSP. Mm-hmm. The PSP was weird, right? Because most of your multiplayer experiences on the PSP was ad hoc. Yeah. You had to each have a game. Uh, the 3D or the DS had the thing where it could zap a game to you, but it was never quite what I wanted. Would you agree? Mm, I'd agree with that, yeah. I, but, don't, I, don't, um, I don't think I've ever played a game um, online on the DS. <laughs> oh, Mario Kart. Mario Kart will let you play, but you can only be Shy Guy. Uh-huh. Which, to me, is, is cool. Shy Guy's the shit. But, um, but yeah. I uh, um, But, like, even in Japan, especially, but around here it still existed, was the crazy ad hoc stuff with, like, Monster Hunter. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a genre that, that couldn't have existed without without all that stuff. And, um, and uh, did you know... I don't know if you're aware of this. I, it probably doesn't exist anymore. But do you remember when the PS3 became the ad hoc extender? Where you could download an app for your PS3 that was the ad hoc extender and you would turn it on. And then you could ad hoc connect your PSP and it would the PS3 would trick it into thinking it was ad hoc connected. And then it would use that app to create a lobby and connect people from across the world. So I could play monster hunter in my house, but I had to have my PS three on and running and use the ad hoc extender in order to do it. But Mm -hmm. then I could play like seamlessly. That was crazy. We used it for peace Walker and it was ridiculous. (laughs) We ought to get on Skype. I know. Um, but, you know, I think it's important to, to note that while all that was going on, uh, the couch co-op still really never went away, mm. right? Like, did you ever beat Gears or Halo with someone in the room? Uh, I did, yeah. I did, too. Like, uh, my wife and I still do it from time to time. Mm. Um, rock Band, Guitar Hero, like, when those really took off in the 360 early era, and, of course, they were on PS3 and Wii as well, Um you know, that was a party thing. We got non-gamers into games through that. Oh, Did yeah, you ever have that experience? Yes, definitely. It was one part karaoke, one part like craftiness, and then there was always Drunken Phil who would get on the drums and he sucked like shit, but you put him on no-fail mode and you were good. Um, I remember that being the biggest one, right, was, uh, mm-hmm. was Rock Band. You could just kill hours, hours and hours and hours. Do you know I still have the light kit that makes smoke? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was 30 bucks on clearance, but uh, anyway. Um, Dedicated fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simon Belmont hit it really heavy, so here we go. 
Who would think that Double Dragon, Guardian Heroes, Dungeons and Dragons, Chronicles of Mistara, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Radiant Silver Gun, Ray Storm, Daytona USA, Fighting Vipers, Virtua Fighter 2, X-Men, Simpsons Arcade, etc. would all be released on Xbox Live. And he's not even going way back, but that's a really good point. If Yeah, that's actually pretty awesome. Especially if you think about back it, we would have never have imagined that back in the day. <laughs> Absolutely. A bit, a bit like the same could be said that you would have never have thought that Rare would release a collection with 30 games on it. Right? And if it's got online co-op battle toads, what are we going to do with Good ourselves? Um, that, that's something that we'd both have to get on. <laughs> I know. I know. It's going to be great. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, these things existed and they're great. And, you know, somebody's going to eventually say it, so I'm going to come out and get ahead of this. The emulation scene has been doing some crazy things far surpassing this in a non-commercial state forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you can you can get on and you can play Final Fight, Mighty Final Fight with uh, your friends on an NES on Nesticle or whatever. No problem. But well, there um, was um, there was some group of uh, there was an emulating um, community that even made it so you could play N64 games online on your PC. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, and and actually, most consoles are now able to play online through the emulator, uh, mm. which is crazy. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, Yogi, do not do not cheer for the Battle Toads. Rash zits and pimple <laughs> can just fuck off. Um, but I don't know. Is there anything I'm? I mean, I'm sure there's tons of stuff we missed. And guys, definitely hit us up and let us know. There, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I was going to ask, like, uh, <laughs> Yogi hates that I don't like the Battletoads. Well, too bad. Really? Ah. Um, no, level like design? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, right? Rare hates me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, I don't know. There, there's stuff we missed, but is there anything off the top of your head you can think of? Um, Ooh, uh, in just gen- general multiplayer games? So um yeah or experiences yeah well there's um yeah, well, it's difficult to sort of well that, I, i'll just jump into it in terms of if we're since we're sort of sticking in the kind of the online era the area just there um kind of halo was a big deal for the multiplayer experiences because you not only did you have the competitive scene you also had the co-op scene its option and despite the fact that I think they've announced that Halo 5 doesn't have this, which is a crying shame, you could also do the online local co-op if you wanted. Not the online, <laughs> let's say online, the local co-op if you wanted, split screen. They seem to have kind of got rid of that now, which is a bit of a shame. <laughs> yeah. Um... It just seems that it's like someone, something for everybody, whatever type of gamer that you were, if you wanted to be just the... Uh, co-op casual, just going through the campaign, or if you wanted to be with that person that was... Yeah, you know, just go full blown competitive and never touch the campaign whatsoever. You could do. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know I I like that that's. Um, sorry, I just got hit up by somebody. That's right. Okay, I'm done. Um, but yeah, like uh, I just, I just think it's fantastic. Simon Belmont, you can no longer get. Uh, well, with they delist digital games. If you've bought it, you yeah. can still access it. You can still so download just keep it. Keep that so in mind. On, yeah, yeah. It, delisting is terrible, but contracts go up. But anyone who bought it can have it. That's why yeah. you buy every single game, like it could get delisted tomorrow. 
That's why mm-hmm. I bought Earthbound Beginnings. You never know what kind of shit could come out. <laughs> <laughs> the only fuckers who ever broke that rule was Konami, and we're not going to let them get away with that. <laughs> right? Jam's going to boycott Pez this year. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> yep, that's gonna happen. I, I guess. Anyway. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was a fantastic. Uh, I don't know. Uh, multiplayer is just awesome. It is a quintessential part of games, and uh, and now it's even taken a new step with watching people stream and videos and things. Yeah, like that. so now people are just now we can just sit on our asses and watch other people play them. <laughs> so. You say that like, like it's a bad thing, yeah. <laughs> um, and you soon, uh, but uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I. Uh, anyway, I yeah, it's multiplayer is just awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, it is a dumb name, Voss. You are correct. Um, but uh, but yeah, I. I don't know. It's it's just fun. It's an excellent topic, um, and it's it's really grown. And I think if you don't sit back and think about it uh you don't realize how it uh it will start and it will definitely end with multiplayer (laughs) (laughs) the ultimate multiplayer is when skynet takes over that was great (laughs) but yeah (laughs) but earthbound homeward bound the story of old yeller you know that's not a necessarily a better name than earthbound beginnings but i would buy that game quicker but yeah, so, um, and, uh, since everyone's talking about abandonware and vaporware, just so you know, we did a vaporware episode called releasing vaporware. Go check it out. Uh, but, uh, anyway, um, all right. Well, I think we're good. Mm-hmm. I think we're for the first time ever finishing early or slightly on time. Slightly on time. I love it. <laughs> but, uh, next week we're going to come back and we've got Parasite Eve to talk about. Is that next week? God, that's coming far fast. Yeah. Jam is almost done with it. I've been done with it for a while, and I've decided not to move forward with Parasite Eve 2. But I think we'll save that discussion. There's no way. I'm going to get through that in a week. <laughs> I think we'll save that discussion for uh, for for the, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys can head over to Video Game Outside. Or, that's what I get for having the schedule up in front of me. <laughs> you guys can head on over to Gaming History 101 to see... Uh, many of our articles, content, things like that. We did some funny three stuff. Uh, Mirror's Edge review went up today. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. God, that game's still gorgeous. Um, and uh, if you watch the Twitters, mm-hmm. I might be tweeting out a hint as to what next month's game club is. So next month's game club will be a mystery. Um, <laughs> and uh, But it's going to be a little more modern, so Ooh. don't kill us. Don't kill Fly us. One's asking about the PSP top 10, the community top 10. Oh, Psy1, I am so glad you asked. I forgot to mention it. It is actually done. It's just that I, I I had a lot of E3 stuff going on, and it fell between the cracks, so I apologize. That is done. I just need to put it into post, add some sounds to it. Uh, it's ready to rock. It will release on Thursday. So tomorrow will be um, uh, the, the this episode, and then um, bear with us, but Thursday you will get the community PSP. The next month is Xbox. Jam and I need to get together in the next week or two and do that one. Um, and then we will do the community one first. So we're doing the original Xbox. Um, and uh, and just so people start brainstorming your options coming up, uh, which will mostly be Patreon people and uh, myself and Jam voting. 
your options for um, August in honor of Metal Gear Solid Five coming out is going to be Metal Gear Solid Two, Three, Four, or Peace Walker. We're going to do one of those games, um, so keep that in mind. Uh, and then we've got some fun plans beyond that. September and October is going to be dedicated to horror, of course. Yeah. And then Jam and I have some good ideas for November and December. So stay tuned, guys. Lots of fun game clubs coming. But uh, in the meantime, what? And fun shades as well. Yes, 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 yes. So anyway, uh, and we've got some really cool episodes coming up as well. We're getting some guests lined up and things like that. There will be some interesting topics coming up. So, um, uh, And our man Voss is going to be coming back a couple of times, I think, in July (laughs) for some planned episodes. So, uh, And for those of you who have been eagerly anticipating the Aliens vs. Predator episode, that's happening in July as yeah. well, so stay tuned. So we got a lot to talk about, a lot of fun stuff. It's going to be a great summer of gaming. But in the meantime, uh, check us out at Gaming History 101. Come here and join us live, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Tuesday night on All Games. And, of course, if you missed it at the top of the show, um, head on over to either the DC Bullet episode and leave a comment or uh, contact at GamingHistory101.com or hit the contact link on GamingHistory101.com. Let me know your favorite DC game and gaming memory associated with it, and you could have a chance at Arkham Knight on PC. We will give away that next episode. Well, we will announce the winner. The contest goes until uh, Monday, midnight Eastern Standard Time. So, Anyway, all right. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, everyone out in the chat. Thank you, TC. Thank you, All Games. Thank you, Derek. And until next week, peace out. Bye.